Hey, Jeremy, how are you today? Doing well. It's a, it's a beautiful main day, hence the, the lovely hat that I have on at the moment. But uh, yeah, uh, you should I, be in Colorado. It's 80 some, it's 80 some, almost 90 degrees today. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very balmy 35 degrees Fahrenheit today. So okay. It's, uh, okay. Quite cozy. Um, Jeremy, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for introducing us to Jason. Um, his presentation was really heartfelt. So thank you for that introduction. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got my, uh, I'm supporting his, his All Blacks at the moment. Um, it's not the need more support, but I couldn't disrespect him by wearing another another uniform. So it's right. he's, he's an awesome guy. I love him. So I'm glad he was able to do something for us. Well, I'm glad you're here. And um, Empowerment Through Crisis, I like the title of this. So I'm going to just let you have at it. Okay, I'll take my hat off then so we can do some business, but okay, perfect. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Um, as Alicia said, my name is Jeremy Hale. Um, I really didn't know when I was first approached of what to talk about. Um, and through a few weeks of, of meeting Alicia and going around and really seeing what was up to date for a lot of the current events in the world, I figured this would be the most appropriate place for a topic like this. So empowerment through crisis. Um, for me, as a self-proclaimed scholar practitioner, I like to balance both worlds. I love to be in between the university and academic research, everything that's peer reviewed, everything that's detailed and very micro uh, designed in terms of a specific function that we're trying to understand. And then looking at the entrepreneurial side or the business side and saying, how can we replicate this? How can we make this something that everyone has access to? And really that comes into from my passions of understanding systems. Um, and unfortunately, systems are really localized and they're very independent in the way that they operate. And it goes beyond just the communities and the cultures that are involved. Um, there's so many pieces that for me, and uh, when I first met Alicia well over a year ago now, almost two years ago, I think, um, it was something that I understood, but I hadn't actually worked through. And so it's been a very enlightening period for me in understanding the balances that we need to face um, as, as a species, really, um, from things of the indigenous wisdoms that we've forgotten. So I really wanted to make this a positive um, where it's in the gloom and doom that is the media of today, I wanna to make sure that we're actually staying on the track. There are plenty of things for us and it's just a matter of us understanding the systems and moving forward with them. So Mikey, if you could do the next slide for me, please. So I wanted to make this a very open um, source where the, the slides are all pictures that I've taken, but the quotes are things that over time have been really empowering to me. Um, and I wanted to offer them up to everyone to take as you will. Um, for me, this is an old African proverb, um, and it really made me look at the environmental impacts and stressors that we're putting on ourselves and understanding the butterfly effect, if you will, of our relationship with the land. And things as simple as um, the the indigenous wisdoms of our monocrop culture, where it's 
we've gone from the three sisters and the balance and understanding the nutritional needs of the soil and creating a relationship with the land that allowed us to operate in a give in what I call give and give scenario. It's as we take something away, we're doing it in a process that provides an opportunity for the next thing. And unfortunately, over the past hundred years, um, I guess you could say consumer, well, consumerism at large really has been the driving factor for a lot of the deficiencies that we faced. And I think it's, it's more of a characteristic that we've evolved into, but it's not something that we can't fix. Um, we can continue in the way that our society is, but it has to be adjusted. There has to, we have to meet in the middle with nature. And that's where understanding, again, the systems of the land, the limitations of what we're dealing with, where um, we've become so reliant on the genetically modified fruits, it's, it's becoming a, too much of a stress on the systems that we're involved in, which as much as I joke with Alicia and other people about me loving my seedless grapes and my watermelons, it's, it's not appropriate for them to grow in the desert. Um, and the stresses of the systems of taking avocados from Mexico all the way up to Alaska, it's, those systems were not designed for that. And we need to make sure that we're evaluating the concepts for that. So I like to use this slide. It was my inspiration of reminding me that everything has an effect. It's whether it's positive or negative, it's a matter of growing. When you grew up, you understood that if you made a decision that you knew you weren't supposed to do, children will usually weigh between whether they'll get caught or not get caught. And you do the risk and reward factor. And I'd really like to invite people to start thinking about aspects of their lives in that sense of, as we're taking these things, what's the risk? What's really the cost beyond a dollar value? What, what do we pull from the system? And then from there, we can find ways to give back. And that's really where um, these urban farming industries, um, the vertical farming, I've worked a lot with industrial hemp and biochar and permaculture. And there's so many things out there that um, really going back in time, going to the indigenous wisdoms, the ways that we used to do things, we can still scale them. We can make sure that people are fed, but it's, it's really about balancing and taking things back to the way when we had respect for the land and respect for each other in the communities. Mikey, if you can go to the next slide for me, please. Okay, so um, this one was actually taken um, when I was in Spain and as fate would have it, as green and um, established as this field was, I had to walk this, this particular day it will always be in my mind of a day where I could not find water for the life of me. Um, and it was something that it, it wasn't, it was just a perfect storm. There were so many things that were involved that broke down the systems that it's, it, it came down to just a small group of kids um, that had a, a little, it wasn't a lemonade stand, but they had bottles of water. And it was just by sheer fate of just the right place at the right time where I ran out of water hours ago. It was a July summer day and 
and the kids gave me the water. Like it was, it was, it was truly a remarkable space for me to, to be in at the moment and to understand really what was happening beyond. It wasn't just about the water. And it made me realize that this quote is more true than I, than I believed it to be when I first read it years ago. Um, I believe it's from chief Seattle, but it's, it's not a matter of a legacy for us. The legacy is not coming from the past. It's coming from the future. And there's so many ways that we can just with small changes actually create a beneficial environment where um, we can start to have faith in, in having a new generation of, of entrepreneurs and innovators and people that can create so much for the world that there's the potential is there. It's just a matter of us unlocking it. And for this, it, it comes down to simple things of making changes from the, the way that we're creating these synthetic um, systems that break the laws of nature, for lack of a better word. And really the concern comes of where does it go? What happens to it? And that's where that system falls apart is the plastics are great until we don't need them anymore. And then when we don't need them, where do they go? And unfortunately, that's the legacy that we're leaving with our kids. And there is a potential, there's a capability for us to fix the waste management systems. And I'm very optimistic about it, but it's it's a matter of taking the action. And it's a matter of saying, what helps us today versus what benefits us tomorrow? And looking at those balances and saying, for the cost of this thing today, how would this impact me later? How does this impact my family later? And viewing things more in the term of a universal scale of, of our role in, in this whole piece. Um, Mikey, can you get to the next slide, please? So this one is one that um, I took in Lyon and it's, I, I didn't fully grasp it at first and it's been a transitional message for me over time and it's really fit into a bunch of different segments. But for this one, it, it brings me back to understanding the limitations of things that we're doing. It's what's the overall impact? How do we, how do we make sure that when we do an action, we have the, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Well, what is that? And then from this, it's, do we turn the blind eye? Do we say it's not that significant? And there are things where we make thousands of decisions every day, whether we think about them cognitively or not, but those decisions have carryovers. And for us, it's something where for me, it's, it's just as bad for someone that turns the blind eye to a major catastrophic issue as it is for the person that can't do anything about it. It's the Pacific Islander tribes that their islands are flooding because of the Arctic ice melts. Unfortunately, we don't have an ice box to just make more ice, but as people in a first world, we can actually make decisions that reduce those impacts. And it's, we need to start viewing the world the way the internet was originally intended to of how do we expand? How do we connect and coming back together of building relationships with each other, with communities and, and coming together and saying, I'm doing this today. 
but it impacts my friend Jason on the other side of the world. Do I really want to do this anymore? And those are the pieces where I, they apply the pressure to the large corporations that are doing this that extend far beyond just the, the government regulations and things that they say they're doing. It's the power is on us. We are the ones that can make the change. And that's really where I, I want to invite all of you to think about the things that you do in day-to-day -day life. Think about the things that you throw away. And it's, if you can buy something that takes a few pieces of trash or rubbish out of the bin a week, it's a start. It's more about the step than it is about the entire journey. And I recommend everyone take one step at a time and eventually we'll get there together. Okay, Mikey, can you get to the last slide, please? Perfect. So this one was taken in Cologne with their version of the, the Lovelock Bridge from Paris. And this, it was, it was absolutely incredible for me to see so many locks in one place, so much love, so much connection of all of these things, all these dreams and wishes and relationships that were tied to this immovable object. And it made me reflect on my indigenous teachings from my grandmother of learning about the inner relationship, the relationship with the animals that you hunt, with the animals that you have, with the food that you grow, with the neighbors that you, you share your land with, and really bringing those together of, it's not as overwhelming if we do it together. It's, we can all move on our own. And each of us taking a step is a step together. And that's really where not being overwhelmed with all of the, all of the theories and all of the catastrophic media saying we're doomed and we don't have any hope. The thing is, is that for us to have gotten into this place, we've achieved some of the most amazing things in the past, I'd, I would argue 10 to 15 years than of human history. And what's to say that we can't do that in the next 10 years? Only do them for sustainability, do them for the communities, do them for new technologies and innovations, going to opportunities and in indigenous crops and wisdoms like permaculture and industrial hemp and biochar and there's all of these things that are right here at our fingertips. And all we have to do is put them into place and put them into our systems and introduce them back and build that relationship and that connection to the world. And it's all of the development, all the research that I'm working on is pushing those forward. It's about what does each community need and how do we create that support for those communities by saying, here's where you are, I want to get you to the next step. I want to move you forward. And together we can do that. And it's it's really an amazing opportunity. And as much as we have an uphill battle and it's going to take a lot of work, it's going to be really hard, but we can do it. It's our species is based on adversity. Like we were designed to fight these types of things because we created it and we have the tools for it. So I wish all of you the happiest of journeys. Please feel free to reach out to me. Mikey, if you want to go to the, the last slide, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I'd love to talk to any of you. Um, it's 
there's so I have so much faith in the brighter future that it's every time I hear something that's going wrong, I'd like us to turn that into an opportunity, turn that into what can I do to change that? How can I address that? And if you can't do it by yourself, reach out, create a group. We can do it. It's 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 all there. It's at our fingertips and the world will change. And it's something that with the group of presenters today, absolutely love everybody. It's It's been an amazing panel. Alicia, thank you for putting that together. And it's, I really can't reiterate enough how much faith I have in us to pull this together and to really make things work. Thank you, Jeremy. It's been, I've, I really feel like I'm blessed having met you. And uh, we just, we dove deep immediately. And it's been a joy, an absolute pleasure to be able to work with you and so grateful for your contribution to her many voices these days. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been an amazing adventure and I, I, I'm so grateful. Like it's, we're, we're doing so much, so much amazing work and just, this is just a piece of it. So it's, I'm, I can't express how excited I am to be a part of it. So thank you so much for having me. All right. Enjoy the rest of your Earth Day. I will try. Thank you so much. Stay warm. I, I will. I'll do my best. Thank you.